Lord, I come before you, love to sing your praise. I worship and adore you, as you fill me with your grace. Lord, I come before you, surrounded by your love. When it comes down to your mercy, you know I just can't get enough. Before I can finally hear you call my name Send your mercy down Let the trumpet sound Now my heart cries out to you in everyone happy friday to you thank you for being here as part of the live i'm sorry i was about a minute and a minute and a half late my computer decided at 8:59 to shut off mysteriously and now my connection says it's going from excellent to poor to good and back to excellent i don't know what's going on but Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to do this broadcast. I thank you for everyone in this community. Lord, I pray that you speak to each and every one individually and you show yourself in all of your glory to them, Lord. And if I say anything that is not good, I pray it falls off the ears of those who listen. And I pray this in my Savior's name, Jesus. Hey, everyone, welcome. Uh, I got some interesting things to say to you uh, today, but I'm just going to start off. Uh, some of you heard the broadcast from yesterday. I want to give a little bit more clarity uh, to that. I read a long-winded so-called prophecy 
Uh, no, I don't think it was a prophecy from God. I thought I made that point clear on the show. However, uh, there seemed to be some confusion, and uh, my actual thoughts are that she, the person who gave that prophetic word, uh, was getting it from the same source as Alice Bailey channeled her stuff from. In other words, a fallen angel. Um, and I think most of these YouTube prophets and that are actually channeling, you know, their ascended masters and things like that. Uh, why do I say that? Because if you listen to people who actually claim to channel ascended masters, they sound the same. They say the same stuff. Uh, I also had a question put in a chat on Telegram today uh, saying that the person was confused because of my recent videos about Q and then I posted something about RFK Jr. today. Listen, Q is a psychological operation. There has to be some truth in it. And you know what? I'm going to continue to post both sides. I'm going to give out some of the stuff that are being put out because you know what? Maybe, just maybe, there's more truth to it than we think. Um, at this point, uh, I am convinced and I've seen evidence and I'm presenting the evidence of where I believe the plan came from and I believe you can find it directly in the writings of Alice Bailey, Theosophy, which is the official religion of the United Nations, and her god is Lucifer. By the way, I haven't even got into the Albert Pike stuff yet, but he's calling for basically the exact same thing that I read on last night's broadcast as well. And I read it in its entirety because I wanted you to hear the flowery language. Because in my mind, that discredits the fact that it could have come from God. God would not be such a flatterer of persons, and nor would an archangel. And there's a point I did not make on the broadcast last night about the Archangel Michael, who stars in the prophetic dream or vision or whatever you want to call it. Uh, again, uh, someone put in the comment on Rumble that uh, it's probably St. Germain. I happen to agree with that. Don't forget, Satan will come as an angel of light. But... Um, Ah, you know what? I don't want to go on and on about that, but I'll just go on to say this. Uh, part of the reason why I posted that is because it does line up with a lot of things we're seeing about the open border. Uh, you know, they're, they're, it's in the news almost every day. Military aged men coming into the United States. Uh, Chinese soldiers coming into the United States. Chinese police stations opened in the United States and in Canada of course. So there's all these things that go along with it. And, you know, in, uh, in private conversations, but well, they're not private that I can't share certainly. Uh, but Cisco has been saying that there will be an invasion into the United States, just like the one that was described in that, uh, for a couple years now. So I felt there was some weight in it. And that is why, I shared it. Um, there was another thing I wanted to clear up. Oh, yes, I wanted to talk Mark, Archangel Michael. One of the things that's interesting about that is when you look at the Archangel Michael's role, not only in uh, some of the other religions, there's only one faith, folks but there's lots of religions. The Mormon religion, Jehovah Witness, um, and there's a lot of esoteric and Eastern religions uh, 
that put a lot of weight into the Archangel Michael. So having the Archangel Michael star in that um, particular reading, I think, was intentional. And to me, it helps solidify my theory that it was actually channeled from a uh, fallen angel. All right. So for today's news, look, there's so much stuff going on. You know, uh, Biden's going to be impeached. It's not going to pass the Senate, I don't think. Um, you know, the Hunter thing showing up at court and all this evidence of corruption. Look, I hate corruption, just like you do. I hate that the government and people are even capable of doing stuff like that, just like you are. But here's the problem with it. Everything they talk about with all of these things and all this news is your distraction. And here's the clue, and here's exactly how I know it. Whenever they bring up the right and the left, folks, there is only one party. And I think by the end of today's broadcast, you're going to find out that there's probably only one government already in place. But no, Jeff, we have a constitution. We can't do this. We have inalienable rights. Okay. Hold up your Bill of Rights on a piece of paper while a tank is coming at you. Just see how effective that is. When people have guns, and they have lots of people wearing guns who are being paid by them, they have more power than you do. The only way you can go over them is to pray to your Lord. And that is what you need to be paying attention to. Don't get lost in all the distractions. Um, can you please interview Dustin Nemos is put in the chat. I don't know who that is. Uh, put in the, to tell me what kind of stuff they cover and where I'd find them in the chat, and I'll look it up. Hey, I'm going to play you a clip that's uh, 5 minutes and 45 seconds. I'm going to play two clips for you today, because these, I think, are worth listening to. And many of you know my story, how I entered into this uh, tinfoil hat-wearing club and that was when I was about 21 years old. You know, the original Q intelligence whistleblower, Bill Cooper, William Cooper, he had taken a whole bunch of confidential stuff out of the CIA and the U.S. Naval Intelligence, and he became a whistleblower. He recorded and put it all onto a VHS tape, and he used his, as much money as he had to send out VH tapes all around the world randomly to different addresses. And I happened to be one of the recipients of those videotapes. So I have, you know, over 30 years of following the things that Bill Cooper has said. Uh... Everything he said has turned out to be right. <laughs> he has been way ahead of his time. But this is a really interesting clip that I'm going to share with you here. And uh, this is Bill Cooper, 5 minutes and 45 seconds. Please enjoy and learn. Crash of 29, there was a terrible economic uh, disaster in this country. They call it the Great Depression. In 1933, in trying to deal with this, uh, the United States was actually on the, on the verge of bankruptcy. Uh, there were a lot of unemployed people. They were trying to implement a beginning of socialism in this country. Uh, they uh, um, uh, implemented a, a law that was passed uh, during the World War One, and it was called the Trading with the Enemies Act. 
uh, it was determined that they could use this to uh, fight the economic war, uh, but it didn't have to be a shooting war, it could be any kind of a war, or any kind of a national emergency. So they implemented by executive order the Trading with the Enemies Act in 1933, which literally put uh, the United States and its citizens under emergency rule, which means the Constitution, Hades Corpus, things like that are suspended. Now, they didn't tell the people that. And in the law, it specifically exempted the American people as being the enemy. In 1937, they reissued the executive order again, only this time they left out that passage and the American people became the enemy. And we've been living under that declaration of emergency ever since then. So the concept that anyone in this country is protected by the Constitution today, or has been since 1933, is, is erroneous. It's false. And that's why they've been able to do many of the things that we've questioned. Like, how can they do that? That's against the Constitution. Obviously, that's against the Constitution. That's illegal. But they, they're doing things all the time, constantly, that tell us that the Constitution is no longer enforced. Now, uh, later, in 1945, Harry Truman signed the uh, United Nations Treaty, was ratified by the Senate, and they pushed through Congress, and, and uh, Harry Truman signed the United Nations Participation Act. Uh, they immediately pushed through and signed the National Security Act of 1947, and uh, created a veil of secrecy behind which they could operate to bring power into the hands of the United Nations and destroy the sovereignty of all the nations of the world. The Cold War was actually a manipulation of the people of the world to give them a fake enemy to pretend, uh, so that the government could pretend that the reason that they were doing all the things that they were doing and building the military forces and developing the technology that they were developing was to fight this supposed enemy this ideological enemy of the Soviet Union, and they were doing the same thing in the Soviet Union, telling the people there that we were their enemy. In reality, this had all been decreed on uh, by the uh, the big three when they met uh, several times during World War II. And during these meetings, by the way, the reason why after World War II there was never another big war, and all wars were surrogate wars fought in third world nations, the agreement was, according to the documentation that I saw when I was with the Office of Naval Intelligence, that uh, for population uh, control to keep the attention of the public away from what was really happening, which was bringing about a one world government, a totalitarian socialist world government, the destruction of sovereign nations, that they would fight these surrogate wars and there would be no winner of any of these wars. And if you look since that time, no one has won any wars and no one has gained any territory through fighting of these wars. Uh, now, in, uh, uh, when Kennedy uh, became president, he signed the first executive order creating what's called FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. It was put into place to take over local, state, and federal government in case, and this is the way it was worded, in case of invasion by a foreign power or nuclear attack upon the United States. Uh, got my daughter and her dog in the studio playing here. That's okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, he signed this executive order. This created the Federal Emergency Management Agency. They also began back in the 50s creating underground, literally cities all across the country. There are these underground cities that have their own water supply. And, uh, and everything. And, and under a mountain in Virginia, there's a place called Mount Weather where they even have a government in waiting. They have a president there, which is, has not been elected. They have a full cabinet there. They have uh, departments of all of the, of the government agencies in the United States and uh, uh, down there waiting in this place called Mount Weather. And they also have a computer data bank with a master warrant list where they're collecting the names and addresses of known patriots and patriot leaders who will fight the overthrow of the Constitution overtly and the absorption of the United States overtly into the United Nations and the transfer of power of our armed forces to the United Nations, making them, in effect, a world police force along with the uh, military forces of what used to be called the Soviet Union. Uh, later on, Nixon elaborated on these executive orders. He changed them around, took out invasion by a foreign country or attack by a, a, a nuclear weapon, 
and it's worded very seriously now, uh, and then Reagan changed it, but, but uh, now the wording says, in case of internal unrest or economic instability. Of course, they can celebrate that at any time they want to. That's right. Well, was that telling? Did you hear what he said? The Constitution has not been in effect since 1933. Additionally, I would like to add something to that. Um, I also have a, uh, a show I just recently saw. I'll share it on Telegram today of an interview with a guy who's done all the research, has all the documents, and he's also made the case Canada does not actually exist. There really is no federal government, but these people are acting in power, and it's all a mirage. But the people with the guns and the tanks listen to them, so... <laughs> What can you say? <laughs> hey, uh, would you guys give me just a uh, just a moment for a musical interlude? I need to go get some water, which I left downstairs. <laughs> And I got to get, my voice is so dry. Look, I've been up since four in the morning, folks, and uh, talking on the phone and stuff already. My voice is very dry. So just give me a moment. I'm just going to play a little bit of a song, and I'll be right back. Thank you. 
thank you kindly for your grace in that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out in the Bill Cooper audio, and you got listen, this was almost, you know, this is 20, 30 years ago he put out that audio recording. I'm guessing probably about 25 years. I don't have the exact date. But did you hear, we'll be fighting all kinds of wars and there will be no winner? Has that still held true? It has. <clears throat> Tell me the last war that the USA, the mightiest army in the world, has won. Please, someone tell me. In a related story, this was a really good find. It was sent to me. Many of you will know of a four-star general, Wesley Clark. He's appeared on all the mainstream media for many, many years. Been kind of one of these generals who goes out and does all these things. Well, he just did a bombshell uh, podcast. And listen to this. I'm just going to read a bit of the transcript for you rather than playing you a seven-minute clip because most of it I can do in about two to three minutes. But this is from a four-star general in the U.S. military. Four-star General Wesley Clark says that a plan exists to, ex to destroy seven countries in five years. Here's the paper from the office of the Secretary of Defense, then Donald Rumsfeld. So this is going back, you know, this is going back to late 80s, early 90s. Outlining the strategy, we're going to take out seven countries in five years, and he named them starting with Iraq and Syria and ending with Iran. While Clark doesn't name the other four countries, he has mentioned in televised interviews that the hit list included Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, and Sudan. Here is a great example on how propaganda works, and if we didn't have so, such a corrupted media, many would not buy into these lies. The U.S. started fighting the war in Afghanistan, then Iraq, then Libya, then Syria, and then Yemen. Each time they lied about why we needed to go into the war when it was already part of their plan. They said that Saddam Hussein and Muammar Gaddafi were genocidal maniacs and that Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. But the real reason they went to war with Iraq and Libya was control over oil and the preservation of the dollar as the world's reserve currency. So basically, greed. Um, so I'm just going to interject my own comments into this uh, article here. Uh, the main reason was the fight for the reserve dollar. Uh, I do agree with that. Uh, the oil may be part of it uh, because there is the petrodollar, which is attached to the U.S. currency. But basically, uh, Muammar Gaddafi and uh, Saddam Hussein were getting away from fiat money altogether and going to a gold-backed standard currency. And whenever someone goes to a gold-backed standard currency, they become the enemy of the deep state, uh, just like Putin is now. And Xi, because China is the big bad. Uh, actor as well, and they are both getting away, and of course you know all about the BRICS nations that are happening. Back to the article. The false flags lies started long ago. I believe the U.S. copied the Nazi playbook for the I.E. Gleiwitch, which was a classic false flag operation where on the night of the 31st of August of 1939, several covert Nazi operatives dressed as Polish soldiers stormed Gleiwitz radio tower on the Germany-Poland border. They broadcast a sh short anti-German message in Polish before leaving. The soldiers left behind bodies of a pro-Polish German farmer and several unidentifiable, unidentifiable Dachau concentration camp prisoners. The farmers and the prisoners had been murdered and dressed up in German uniforms. 
The attack was part of a series of covert auction actions along Polish border that the Nazis would use to justify Germany's attack on Poland. The world that I will never the war that I will never forget is the Vietnam War where in August 1964 the US entered the Vietnam War based on reports of an unprovoked attack in the Gulf of Tonkin which the president knew were false. President Lyndon B. Johnson twisted the Gulf of Tonkin incident into a false flag to start a war between America and North Vietnam. His actions would lead to the deaths of 58,220 Americans and untold numbers of Vietnamese, Cambodians, and Laotians. Well, there you go. And of course, if you follow the money and the banking cartels and that, you will learn that uh, the big families, and specifically the Rothschild family, has funded every war in modern history and both sides of the wars. Wars are good for business, folks. They're bad for the poor kids that go to war because the rich kids don't. You know that song by CCR, I Ain't No Senator's Son? <laughs> uh, it's called Fortunate Son. Very telling lyrics. Hey, I'm going to play another clip to you. This is a whistleblower that has come forth. Many of you have heard this clip, but it really does tie in to what I've been telling you. Uh, most people would not have put this together, by the way. You're welcome. Um how it ties in and why I brought up the co the uh, no constitution clip and endless wars. Well, take a listen to this guy. I will start uh, since we have to be brief. I have already given all pertinent information and supporting documentation to the Senate Intelligence Committee and Arrow. They informed me that all of my information will be recorded for public record and shared with Congress. It is that important. In 2010, I was selected to go down to the South Pole Station in Antarctica for an entire year by Raytheon Polar Services as an employee of a third-party contractor for the National Science Foundation. I function in a dual-role capacity as a tradesman and a firefighter. My responsibilities required me to be more informed than most of my crew and offered me complete access to the facilities. What I learned from this unique experience needs to be shared with the entire world. The technology at the South Pole Station certainly can do what it is presented as its primary purposes, and unfortunately, much more. The Ice Cube Neutrino Detector is presented as a passive listening device for the purposes of the science as presented, but I'm going to skip right through the chase, folks. Uh, I have provided documentation that proves that the 5,160, what they call DOMs, that are embedded in the ice can actually transmit at 2,047 volts each. That gives us a long list of things to consider. It is effectively a multifaceted directed energy weapons platform that I will uh, list rapidly a few things that it can do. Vehicle detection. We're learning that these off-world craft, on-world craft, ours or other nations are also emitting neutrinos. So this makes the South Pole Station effectively an air traffic control station for this new level of equipment that nobody's discussing. In addition to the ability to detect neutrinos and the exotic vehicles, I provide a documentation that shows that this is also a system for faster-than-light communications. In the past, Gary McKinnon has hacked NASA, found the off-world fleet, the list of captains, and it's apparent that if we have faster-than-light vehicles moving throughout the system, we're going to need faster-than-light communications. This is that facility. Unfortunately, I have other bad news. The season that I was there, 2010 to 2011, we converted from uh, construction to operations and maintenance in both the elevated station and the detector array. Unfortunately, when they first fired it up, that was when we had the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand. There was two incidental shots before they were able to target it correctly. This is an earthquake-generating device as well. This is the weapons of war that we have to deal with now and what Raytheon's hiding. There's an ELF system at the South Pole Station, and when I was arrived, I was told it was off, dismantled, and completely defunct. In my work, I will rapidly just tell you, I had to figure out the circuitry for certain other repairs, 
And I found that this system is in fact completely energized up and running and being utilized with the other systems for nefarious purposes as well. The Atmospheric Research Observatory is uh, in what we call the clean air sector. I witnessed myself a very powerful green laser shooting out of the top of this facility into the cosmos. This, I believe, is a secondary form of long-range communications and or a defense system. I am not saying that we need to be scared of anything that's out there, but please understand the military-industrial complex is happy to invest all of your money in alleviating their fears. <laughs> a question of power comes into play for all of these facilities that are present. I assure you, I knew what was going on. I knew the load demands of the facility and all of these new items exceed the demand for the systems that I was presented. I am doing due diligence and research. I believe there is either a secondary power supply there that is either nuclear that uh, was there prior to the start of the Antarctic Treaty, which prohibits such things, and or that there is some sort of exotic uh, power supply system there that just is not in the verbiage of the treaty, so it negates the responsibility to the parties involved. I think that pretty much covers it for time. If anybody, if anybody wants to find out more, I have a website where all this information is at for brevity. I'll wrap it up, but you can go to deciphering.tv. I've documented all of this stuff, and information is available. Well... Why would I play that in reference to the Constitution and everything else? Because, folks, can't you see, if there was one country involved and they sent earthquakes that were devastating to another country, wouldn't that bring up war wouldn't that be worldwide news wouldn't there be hangings wouldn't there be uh, military intervention and stuff like that if things were right in this world we know who the off-world craft are if you've been following the show well it's my firm conviction that they're fallen angels do i have absolute proof no but well i guess i do because the Bible talks about fallen angels, it doesn't talk about little green men. So there's my proof. But the tell-all was at the very end of that clip. When he mentioned the international treaty that all of the countries that really have any power in this world share with the Antarctica. I will put forth to say to you that all the countries that have, that are involved in that treaty, and we're talking all the major ones, folks, all of them, none of them have constitutions that are playing this is an old, ancient plan, and essentially through the building up of lawfare and the bar society, they've made things so complex that the average man has lost touch, and they have taken absolute power. It's all been through lawfare. And it's all driven by the hidden knowledge of the fallen angels. Whispering brilliant things into the ears of men and women to accomplish the goal, the ultimate goal, which is the rise of the Antichrist. I believe when you put all of the pieces together, we already have a one-world government, folks. It's just not in plain sight. And we're still buying into our sovereignties and things like that. 
they really just have to dispel with that myth. And they're systematically doing that right now through the climate agenda. It's all about, listen, who is the prince of this world? He has legal authority over this world. It was granted to him by God. And his ultimate goal is for him to rise in power and take as many down with him as he can. Folks, there's only one true God. And if you don't know him, you think, oh, I want to hold on to my life a little bit longer because, you know, I don't want to give up things to become a Christian. You're not giving up anything you're getting. No Jesus, no peace. N-K-N-O-W, no Jesus, and you will know peace. Don't put it off, folks. The deceptions that are coming are so great that even some of the elect will be fooled. The time is coming, folks. There's no more important decision you can make than to choose Jesus. Get down on your knees, say, sorry, I'm a sinner, and I accept that you died on the cross, and I want you in my life. And then believe that prayer and go on with your life as if that prayer came true and the Holy Spirit will enter into you. It's God's promise, not Jeff's. Hey, I've got uh, enough time for a little bit of a Q&A. If anyone, I know a couple people pocket dialed, but if you actually want to dial in, I would love to hear from you. You can ask me anything or even just make your comments, but let's not make it too long-winded. All right, we've got my first caller coming in. I missed the day. Oh, it's, oh, it's Catherine. Catherine. Hey. Welcome to Right On Radio, Catherine. Right on Radio, Catherine. Hey, um, just found you this morning. Um, I wanted to know if possible that these are EMFs uh, that are being um, that are being used at the South Pole, and but that would make sense. The playing with the frequency that that the Nephilim would probably be concentrating on I think you're spot on I think you're spot on uh, actually if you could just mute while actually, I'm talking and then I'll mute I'm because we're getting an echo because we're getting an echo okay all right uh. all right so uh, and I'll get bring you back on Catherine uh, look there is some weather manipulation it's constantly happening they're manipulating the jet stream I don't know how often they're doing the earthquake thing. Um, you know, some earthquakes that, uh, happen naturally. Some are caused intentionally. But with the weather, they can't really create the weather, but they manipulate it as much as possible. We're seeing a huge uptick in tornadoes and stuff. And even out of seasons now, we're seeing an uptick in floods. And all kinds of stuff, and and if and and the wildfires that they're saying. Let me just make this comment because I'm quite upset about this. Like most people in the northern U.S. and you know southern uh, parts of Canada are, there is a haze over us right now, and it smells like chemical. In fact, it is chemical. There's guys with air quality meters on Twitter right now saying it's formaldehyde and benzene in the oxygen. And then there's some other dude saying, well, it's still caused by wildfires, follow the science. But no, wildfires don't create chemicals. Okay? And think about this. This is how gullible the people are because everyone who soaks up your news channels and stuff like that, you know, watching the mainstream news while this haze is from the wildfires. Okay, okay. You said so, it must be true. Which way does the jet stream go? 
Which way is your wind blowing? Where is Quebec where these fires are going? You are telling me with the wind blowing towards Quebec that the haze and all this chemical smell is over Ohio? Really? Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up and bring you back in, Catherine. You would have to unmute yourself if you have another comment. And by the way, first time listening, welcome. I think you'll find a wealth of information. I would, if you find this information useful, then I would suggest that you might want to subscribe. And welcome to the family. We also have Telegram channels and stuff like that where we have a community where we uh, get together and go. So you can just go to Telegram and search right on radio and you can start conversing with us as well. Wendy has joined the program. Wendy, welcome back to Right On Radio. Hi, can you hear me? I can, but your voice is very faint. If you could speak a little bit more directly into your microphone. Okay, is that better? A little bit better, but we'll, uh, we'll make it work. What's on your mind, Wendy? My question is this. I, I, I got in late on your show last night and today, and I went back and I tried to listen to the one last night. I did not catch where you said in Kentucky. I'm in Kentucky. You said that they, they were planning to attack or whatever in this area, and I'm not scared. I just want to know how to pray. I mean, I kind of know, but still. Okay, Wendy, so thank you for your question. Um, I, I want to be clear on this. Uh, that thing that I read was supposedly a prophetic message. Now, I said at the very beginning of the broadcast yesterday that I did not believe this person to be a real prophet. And I believed that this information uh, was coming from fallen angels. So I'm not telling you that that is going to happen. I want to be clear. However, it had some validity because of all the things that are lining up with the invasion into the USA, military-aged men coming across, all those things. <clears throat> Basically, how to pray is exactly just pray what's on your heart. The, the Holy Spirit will give you the words, you know. Um, don't ask me how to pray. The Holy Spirit will actually help you and, uh, just close your eyes, get into his presence, worship him for a few minutes and, uh, and you'll be surprised what, uh, what comes out of the depths of your soul, uh, especially the Holy Spirit in you, Wendy. So, uh, don't be alarmed. And by the way, if that did happen, uh, you know, in a, a big war and, well, listen, I think there's a strong case to, to make that America is Babylon. <laughs> Not too many people would dispute that. <coughs> Babylon will fall in an hour. What the timing of that is, who knows? But eventually it, it will happen. And, uh, you know, I don't think the, the time is now, though. Although. The, uh, the enemy's plan, and part of the reason, if you missed the beginning of that show, part of the reason I read it is because I tied it into what Alice Bailey, Lucius Trust, the official religion of the United Nations, is doing. And uh, their plan is to actually take down the United States so that the Antichrist can rise in power. So it, it was worth repeating those words and God bless each and every one of you who sat through that entire reading because it was difficult for me <laughs> to go through it. Uh, it was long-winded for sure, um, but there was, a, there was purpose to putting it out, and it's really just tying in with what I'm calling the plan, which if you tie in, you know, trust the plan, and you look back, and you find out, well, what are the actually the roots of the plan? 
Well, the roots of the documented plan really go back to the early 1900s with Alice Bailey and the Theosophical Society. And uh, fallen angel stuff. She worshipped and channeled fallen angels. So there you go. Does that answer your question, Wendy? Well, yes and no. I, I just couldn't remember the name of this city. I thought you said Harlequin, Kentucky. I, I just couldn't find it the second time I went back through. Um, and like I said, I'm not scared. You know, God's got this no matter what. So I, I, I know that we can, the prayers of the righteous, and I'm not saying I'm righteous, but I know that the prayers of a righteous person availeth much. So that's the only thing I was, you know. Just... Listen, Wendy, if you're born again, you're made right. You are righteous. Your sin is forgiven. If you have no sin in your life, you're righteous. And now I, I know you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. I sin more than most. But I'm righteous. My sin is covered. And I don't sin for the sake of sinning or because I can. I sin because I'm a human being. And we all sin. You can't control every thought that comes into your mind. You can't, you know, we, we can, when we are born again, we sin less consistently. That's it. Just I, I, as every day that I'm older in Christ, I sin less than I did before. And I'm in right standing because all of my sin is covered by the blood. And thankfully for you, Wendy, even with the amount of sin that I've had in my life, there was enough blood left over for your sins, too. Amen. So, and by the way, if, if there was a nuclear war and we are all annihilated, um, look, you're gone in the blink of an eye. That's not a bad way to go. And, uh, and you don't have to worry about your loved ones. They're probably gone, too. And we get to avoid the famine and hunger part of the tribulation, <laughs> which being a man of certain stature, the, the famine thing uh, really sounds brutal to me. Well, I am trying to be a little bit funny. Oh, goodness. All right. It's Friday and we, I want to keep it a little bit lighter. Um, considering the content that we put out, it's not easy to keep it lighter, <laughs> but... Listen, we got to laugh at, at this stuff, folks. Um, you know, no matter what the world looks like, uh, we still have joy in our lives. And there, it's uh, there's not many people that can have that unless you have the fruits of the Spirit in you. You know, this is, we have joy. It's a gift from God. We can have joy in suffering. What other faith can claim that? And not that suffering is good, but usually the result of us suffering is good. You know, the Lord in, has dismantled my life more than once. It hurt like heck. But I became closer to him through it. I got to understand who he really is and what's important in my life. Much better than I knew before. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I don't. All right. Well, any other points, Wendy or Catherine? Otherwise, I'm going to give one more chance. If someone else wants to call in, you are welcome to call in. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap up the show. God bless you. God bless you too, Wendy. Hey, just a reminder, on uh, Saturday night, we have our prayer call. And speaking of prayers, this is something that we are all called to do. And it's really a special time uh, together. We do our prayer on Podbean at 8 p.m. We put out the links on all our Podbean channels about a half an hour before. So you can join it live at 8 p.m. Eastern, the Right On Radio Narrow Path Prayer Ministry. And that's right, we are on the narrow path because wide is the gate to destruction. And we don't want to go through that door. So we'll stay on 
the narrow path. And of course, I will be back to on Sunday for, well, I don't know if I'm going to get through chapter 6 of Timothy, but it's the possible conclusion of the of 1 Timothy, but we shall see how that renders out. Uh, yes, Michelle, there is going to be a replay of the show. Uh, it usually takes about 15 to 30 minutes to render, and then I post it. So it'll be posted, you know, certainly within the hour, and you'll be able to listen to the show in its entirety. Hey, everyone. Happy, actually, I guess it is July 4th weekend, and it's Canada Day weekend in Canada. Look, folks, the countries might be fake, but the patriotism and the sense of community is real. And, you know, we've, people of my age, you know, I'm in my mid-50s. Uh, I grew up in a really great time in America and Canada. And as much as we talk about the end of the world and narrating the second coming of our Lord, <laughs> um, I still want to see my grandson grow up, you know? So we have a lot of stuff to celebrate, and we have a lot of stuff that uh, we could put our joy into. In fact, let me just pray for you all. Heavenly Father, I just give you thanks for the ability to do this broadcast. I thank you for this community and those that you've brought in to the Right On Radio community. I thank you for Catherine for finding us this morning. Lord, it certainly sounds like she will fit into our community extremely well. But Lord, we trust in you. And just with this weekend, this long weekend that is coming up in front of us, Lord, where many of us will go out and we'll barbecue and we'll spend time with friends and family and different things. Lord, I ask for that impartation of joy, which is a fruit of your spirit. Lord, just a greater joy than we've felt in recent times for each and every person that hears the sound of my voice, Lord, because they know that I'm praying in faith and you are able to answer the prayers. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just a simple, humble servant who's asking, but you, God, are great. So I pray for joy to be imparted on everyone this weekend, and it's going to be so noticeable in their life that they're going to let their little light shine. I'm going to let it shine. Woo! Hallelujah! Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Everyone around you is going to say there's something different about you. You're shining! And it's the glory of the Lord and the joy that comes from the Holy Spirit that is coming through you. And if you believe that prayer that I just said for you, I have the utmost confidence and faith in the Lord that it will be true. Hey, everyone. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbors this weekend, and make a difference in the community by spreading your joy. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.